Hi, Second Cup listeners. Welcome to the Joshua Year series on the Second Cup podcast. Today we're doing episode nine called Good Grief. And today's episode, we're going to sidestep away from the Israelites for today, wandering in the desert. And it's going to be more of an informal podcast today. And I just want to take a minute to ask you in this podcast, how are you doing, really? I think for me, this answer changes every day throughout the day. But I know right around 2.30 p.m. every day, I start to feel a little gray. As the sun starts to go down, I feel this kind of discomfort in my stomach, this uncertainty this sadness and I've been trying to place it um, and been having a hard time putting my finger on it. I think there's something odd about the Christmas season, this time of joy and peace and wonder that makes us feel like we have to feel like that, like there's an expectation for joy. And while this season is filled with joy and really wonderful things, sometimes I think it makes us feel like if we're feeling anything else, grief, sorrow, depression, sadness, frustration, there must be something wrong with us and that we should hide it up, cover it up, not talk about it. Because it might make other pe- might bring other people down when everyone's supposed to be happy. And so today, I just want to give you a brief little bit of encouragement that even though we sometimes believe in this dichotomy of feelings, like there are good feelings, happiness, joy, gratitude, and there are bad feelings, anger, fear, bitterness, sadness, maybe our emotions can't actually be split into this neat, tidy dichotomy. And maybe there is no such thing as a bad emotion or a good emotion. Maybe there are comfortable and uncomfortable emotions. But could we be brave enough to imagine today that even our uncomfortable emotions could serve a purpose for our good, could maybe offer us some healing. Last week, we were painting our house, (laughs) basically our walls, our ceilings, our trim, our cabinets. It just needed a refresher. And as we were painting, I was feeling myself becoming so agitated. And all of a sudden, I lost my cool with Ethan for no reason of his. And then I burst into tears. And usually I'm a pretty level-headed gal. And I ran off to be by myself and talk to God. And I was like, God, what is happening to me? What? is going on? Why am I feeling like this? And in that moment with him, I realized 
Well, my word, the last time that we painted our walls was with Ethan's mom and dad. And every time I swished with the paintbrush, I was thinking of um, his mom and being there with me, teaching me how to cut the cut the edges between the ceiling and the wall and which paintbrush was the best to use, the little blue paintbrush and needing a painting bucket and teaching me how to choose paint colors and standing at Lowe's with her, dreaming about what our house could be. And I was experiencing grief and it blindsided me. And I thought to myself, you know, what would happen if I just allowed myself to feel it (laughs) instead of trying to hold it at bay? Gosh, that can be so exhausting. Or ignore it, which I know never really works in the end. And I had given that advice in the Simple, Simple Christmas Advent Guide. There's a day devoted to grief during the holiday season and allowing ourselves to experience that. And so instead of pushing it away last week, I thought to myself, what if I just said, okay, sorrow, I know that you're there. Come on in. Let's spend a little time together. What would happen? I experimented. And here's what I found. I cried a lot that day. But when I invited grief to just come in and I kind of held my hands open and said, okay, grief, come come and go as you please. I also invited God to come into it. And I asked him for his help through it. And he answered that with so much tenderness. And he was right along Side me, sifting through those different pieces of grief that I don't really even completely understand. And the outcome was that there was definitely sorrow and that nostalgia that has kind of a soft bite to it. But I could also smile and rest after I had taken a little time to grieve, I could think about Anne and smile. There was sadness, but there was sweetness too. Here's the thing. Sorrow and grief without God can feel so scary to experience. It's, it's terrifying to think about experiencing the full force of that without him. We aren't really made to experience the full force of that. but. When we have God beside us, sifting through those those different pieces and helping us navigate it and holding our hand, somehow, I don't know how he does it, he can illuminate our grief and he can unload it and see it out the door again so that we can begin to experience Wonder and joy and beauty again. And I really don't believe we can do that without acknowledging the grief. I think it has to be acknowledged, looked through, 
experienced, felt, and then seen back out the door. So, how are you doing, really? Are you holding grief at bay today? Is it knocking on your door? I wonder what would happen if you set aside some time, schedule the time even, and said at this time on this day, I'm going to sit and I'm going to, or I'm going to stand in the kitchen and cook this thing and I'm going to let sorrow come in. I'm going to listen to this record. However you experience it, I'm going to allow myself to feel the full force of it, but I'm going to ask God to do it beside me so that I can bear it. And I'm going to ask him to help me through it so that I can move on. Not to say that we can schedule our grief all the time and plan when we're going to feel it or when it's going to overtake us, but sometimes just saying, okay, I know that I have this time that I can just rest and feel what I need to feel. It can be super liberating so that then we can face the world again and say, There is joy and wonder here, and my heart is open and a little more healed to experience it. And I just want you to know that feeling um, grief and sorrow is no indication of how strong your faith is. And even in the grieving There's holiness in that. There are whole books in the Bible that prove that very thing. The Bible is not all sunshine and butterflies. There is the book of Lamentations and Job and Psalms are filled with crying out to God and experiencing anguish and despair. But here's the thing. The crying out to God is what makes even that holy. It's what it's the only thing that can take sorrow and transform it into joy. It's that crying out to God, the experiencing it, and asking God to come into the experience. That's when this magical, unbelievable thing happens where he can transform our sorrow and our grief into joy and new understanding. And don't ask me how he does it because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I've experienced it. And I want you to experience it too. If you're experiencing grief today, this season, know that I'm praying for you. I love praying for my second cup family. And I hope that you are able to invite it in and then let God see it out. Until next episode, I love you all. If you haven't gotten the Simple Christmas Advent Guide, it is on sale this week. It's only $2, folks. I'll put the link in the in the show notes, and I pray that it blesses you. Until then, I will see you next time.